0: You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Heart Matters, where leading cardiology experts explore the latest trends, technologies and clinical developments in cardiology practice. Your host for Heart Matters is Dr. Janet Wright, Senior Vice President for Science and Quality for the American College of Cardiology. It's widely believed that modern behaviors of inactivity, stress and poor diet contribute to the development of cardiovascular disease. But history may suggest otherwise. What can ancient Egyptian mommies tell us about cardiovascular disease? Our guest today is Dr. Randy Thompson, cardiologist at St. Luke's Hospital, Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome, Dr. Thompson.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: So, what does a cardiologist from Kansas City know about ancient mommies?
1: <laughs> well, um... <laughs> Several uh, friends, uh, colleagues, and I uh, traveled to Cairo and performed CT scanning on ancient mummies. So in the process, I've learned quite a bit. But our study was published in JAMA recently, and we found that on CT scans, there's atherosclerotic calcification in the aorta and some other large vessels. And clearly, these ancient Egyptians had atherosclerosis, despite a very different lifestyle than what we have of the disease. It seems to have been quite prevalent then, at least it was quite easy to find the disease in these ancient relics. Huh? What was amazing is that the bodies were so well-preserved that parts of the cardiovascular system were very much intact. In a CT scan, we could detect calcification, atherosclerosis with a high level of confidence.
0: Now, someone was on vacation originally and just happened to start to wonder about calcification or mummy heart disease. How did this come about?
1: Well, the project got started when two colleagues, Greg Thomas and Adele Alam, were in the Museum of Antiquities in Cairo. Dr. Alam lives in Cairo, and the two of them came upon a placard at the display of the mummy Manepta. The Manepta lived to be uh, 60-something years old, and the placard said that he had a number of ailments, including atherosclerosis. And uh, Dr. Thomas thought, well, how do they know? <laughs> and I said, like, surely, surely this is just conjecture. And, um, and I agreed, and it turned out there's a CT scanner behind the museum in Cairo that had been donated by National Geographic and Siemens. That scanner had been used some to examine the mummies, and it seemed like a perfect uh, project to propose to look for coronary calcium. And as a secondary uh, objective, we were to look for vascular calcifications.
0: Now, has heart disease been studied in any other ancient populations?
1: Not that I know of. There have been CT scans of ancient human bodies. The Iceman that was found in the Alps in the 1990s was CT scanned, and the report indicates there was atherosclerosis in the abdominal aorta. But this is the first comprehensive study or focused imaging study for cardiovascular disease, one of the first studies where CT scanning is done in a methodical, scientific way.
0: What do you know about the mummies that you studied?
1: Well, we knew the identity of 16 of them. Uh, They were all priests or members of the pharaoh's household. They were upper-class individuals, if you will. And some of them we knew a fair amount about. uh, On the sarcophagus was uh, written uh, the names of their parents, for example. and In one case, the employer was the queen, and so a historical figure, if you will, after Looking at the CT scans, reading about them as individuals, we almost felt like we got to know them, almost like beca- they became patients, almost.
0: And you were able to estimate their age, or their age had been estimated by someone else?
1: Right, we got some help, but uh, through x-rays, you can estimate the age of the time of death within five years or so.
0: So both male and female, you had, I hate to call them subjects, you had mummies that were between 40 and 50, perhaps, when they died?
1: Correct. And we tried to get older lived individuals. In terms of selecting the mummies to scan, we had a lot of help from the Egyptologists at the museum, wonderful scholars. They went through their archives and tried to find mummies where they thought the heart would be intact and that would be older. We didn't want to scan children. We were looking for atherosclerosis or even coronary calcium. For the most part, we were able to get intact mummies, although the The heart was present in only only four of the 22 mummies that we had.
0: What do we know about the typical diet for these folks?
1: Well, it's a good question. Clearly, the wealthy people ate meat. and So we think of the ancient Egyptians as having a different lifestyle than we did. Certainly, they should have gotten more exercise. They, um, They had to walk everywhere. And they didn't have tobacco, didn't have trans fats, for example. But they did salt, their fish, and so they may have had a higher sodium diet than we're aware of or than we do. And the rich people, such as the priest who ate the sacrificial food, did eat plenty of meat, geese, and so forth. And from the hieroglyphs on the tombs, we can tell they ate fowl, they ate fish from the Nile, uh, they had some domesticated animals. Now, the poor people presumably ate a simpler diet. Now, also, grains were well uh, developed. This was not a hunter gatherer society. This was a an agricultural society. Cereal grains had been in production and uh, had been cultivated for a long time. They ate a diet that included cereal grains, meats, fish, perhaps salt. So at least the rich people may have had a relatively rich diet, richer than you would think of as uh, from a hunter-gatherer population, certainly.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Wright, and our guest today is Dr. Randy Thompson, cardiologist at St. Luke's Hospital, Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City, Missouri. We're talking about heart disease in ancient Egyptian mummies. There's no way to estimate how common a cardiac death was in these people, not from this study, but from associated studies or anything else that you learned. Can you fill our listeners in on the likelihood of death from cardiovascular stuff?
1: Our study doesn't really give us that information. We don't know if, if these mummies actually suffered from cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, or, or whatnot. We did find that atherosclerotic changes were not difficult to find in the mummies that we scanned, though. We have one mummy where there was calcification in what looked like the myocardium, and I hypothesized that there might have been a calcified myocardial infarction, but uh, it wasn't. It was only one case, and it wasn't. Clear cut enough that we could draw a consensus. In terms of how often the ancient Egyptians actually had uh, angina or heart attacks and so forth, there's really almost no data. There is some interesting written records from the ancient days, though. There's some papyri that have medical writings on them. Now, a papyrus was named after the person who discovered it or the person who bought it. And the two famous medical papyri are the Ebers papyrus and uh, the Smith papyrus. And in the Ebers Papyrus, there is a description of chest pain uh, being an ominous sign that death would follow, and that would suggest that the ancient Egyptian physicians knew something about chest pain and sudden cardiac death. We would, of course, quickly identify that as being angina pectoris and, and death from a cardiovascular cause, myocardial infarction. But uh, that's the only mention that I'm aware of in the ancient literature, and so that's the only answer that I can give you.
0: We tend to think about atherosclerosis as being a modern disease, and we're pretty quick to blame the trajectory of lifestyle choices that we've all made. You've mentioned some of them, diets that are high in fat, many of us sitting at computer terminals instead of being out running, and then the rise, of course, of cigarette smoking. None of those things existed in those days, we think. What do you think these findings suggest about the etiology of the disease?
1: Well, it to me suggests that maybe genetics are a bigger factor than we like to admit. Perhaps we have we focus so much on risk factors that we tend to forget that the disease is something that occurs can occur naturally with aging and likely will occur naturally with aging if we live long enough. Perhaps in a way we've oversold risk factors. Maybe we've made people guilty because they have a heart attack or a stroke and some of this could have only been delayed a bit by more careful attention to risk factors. Perhaps patients feel a little bit more blamed than they should. That's, that's one thought I have, that maybe this is more genetics than risk factors, at least than risk factors the way we've been thinking. It also brings up the thought, could we be missing something? You know, perhaps there's something that's unexplained that's in the environment of the ancients and in our environment that we haven't really focused on.
0: Now, that's an intriguing thought, because the calcification that you detected by CT scanning really reflects inflammation, correct?
1: Well, when tissue in an oxygen-rich environment is injured, part of the healing process, the inflammatory healing process, is calcification, and hence we have calcification in atherosclerotic plaques commonly, but it implies inflammation, perhaps aging of the cardiovascular tissue and Uh, That's what we're picking up on the CT scan.
0: Well, before we give our listeners the right to lie around and eat with abandon, (laughs) perhaps you could emphasize what limitations there are with this study.
1: As uh, we brought up a moment ago, we didn't determine whether ancient Egyptians actually had heart attacks or had symptomatic cardiovascular disease. And uh, to your point, it's it's clear that exercise, uh, lower cholesterol uh, drugs for secondary prevention, are beneficial in our society, that a reasonable diet, exercise, and some might add a, a good attitude promote longevity. <laughs> <laughs> and so that just doesn't negate <laughs> all the information we have about healthy lifestyles. That's what I would say would be our limitations.
0: Has this piqued your interest in studying this population further?
1: Indeed. We've reassembled our group to do some more CT scanning of mummies and found uh, the subject to be uh, fascinating and hoping to discover more.
0: I'm wondering about the incidence of valvular disease, for example. Are you going that far?
1: So far, the hearts we've seen have been too distorted to be able to tell much about uh, heart disease. In fact, at this point, we've not been confident about coronary calcium either. We're hoping in the next uh, expedition to find more hearts and perhaps we can say something about them. I don't know yet, though. So far, the specimens we've seen have not been of a state where you could make a conclusion about valvular heart disease.
0: Well, in our closing minutes, I would ask for you to summarize for our listeners what you observed.
1: Well, our group scanned 20 mummies in a week in February of 2009 at the Cairo Museum of Antiquities, and we were able to review the CT scans of two other mummies that had been scanned earlier. We found that cardiovascular tissue was present in 16 of them. So of the 16 with cardiovascular tissue... Seven had no evidence for atherosclerosis. Now, remember, we didn't see the whole cardiovascular system, but of the snippets uh, that we saw, there was no atherosclerosis. Five had definite atherosclerosis, and four had what we would call probable atherosclerosis. Now, if we could see the artery, we could see a thickening in the arterial wall that had calcification in it, then we said this looks all the world like atherosclerosis does on a CT scan in a modern human patient, and that's definitely atherosclerosis if we saw calcification along the course of where an artery should be, then we said that's prombal atherosclerosis. And so of 16 mummies with cardiovascular tissue, five had definite atherosclerosis, and four had prombal atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis was much more common in those mummies that had lived to be over age 45. Seven out of eight had atherosclerosis, and the mummies that were less than 45 at the time of death only two out of eight had atherosclerosis. So we found that the disease seemed to be easy to detect, especially in older-lived mummies, and would point out these mummies were, for the most part, upper social status individuals who presumably ate a richer diet than the common man of the day.
0: So, Randy, what would be the most striking finding from your study?
1: Well, our study showed that atherosclerosis is a disease older than Moses. It has been with us. that It's a genetic hand-me-down that we're having to deal with. In terms of other populations that we might study, our expedition that we're planning hopes to look at individuals who were not wealthy or upper social status and who presumably ate a simpler diet. We're also open to study mummies that had hearts intact so we can perhaps say something about coronary calcium and maybe even values of heart disease.
0: We've been talking with Dr. Randy Thompson about heart disease in ancient Egyptian mummies. Dr. Thompson, thank you for being our guest today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You've been listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For more information on this week's show or to download a podcast of this segment, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.